Well, South Sea Folk, Lou. South Sea Folk, a very important one we've got. Well, they're all important. These are all famous, lovely people we're dealing with. But I finally managed to track down Paul, my dog size, and get him in front of the camera and get him in front of the microphone. How exciting is that? It really is. Yeah, we're really excited today, aren't we, John? Oh, well, we are more than excited. I think <laughs> Americans say we're super excited. That's what we are. <laughs> oh, it's lovely to finally actually sit down and chat to you because, like you said, it has been a while since we've spoken about it. And uh, well, yeah, we yeah. yeah. and we've got a brilliant subject to um, to talk about as well. Yeah, we have the new exhibition. Mm. So, um, for all the listeners at home, Paul, um, you know, can you just explain about the exhibition coming up? Um, we just we're really excited to find out all about it. Yeah, well, I've been teasing for so long, haven't I? Um, yes. I'm, you know, I'm known as a street artist, someone who paints murals and leaves little kind of messages and artworks around the street. Um, But I'm always kind of trying to work out how I could stretch myself and how I could sort of change street art and change my approach to street art. So um, a few years ago, I knew I wanted to do something different. I knew I wanted to kind of switch up, I suppose, try and um, do something that would surprise everybody and would be really excited. So I had in my head that I would try and find a building somewhere in the city. Uh, and this was 20, um, 2019. And I thought, I know next year is 2020 what, with the perfect title for a show, 2020 Vision. Right. And I could find a building. I could paint loads and loads of eyes on it. And I could have a really fantastic show with eyes in it called 2020 Vision. Well, I found a building. But when I went into that building, I realized that actually this this building isn't a building to paint eyes this isn't a building that's just you know what you know as my so it changed your direction the actual building itself then very yeah. very much so I, I spent a month in there just wandering around thinking well hang on a minute how am i going to how am i going to hang an eye on the wall there's no you know this mm. walls aren't right this 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 isn't the right thing um so what i knew i needed to change it um what was really nice is this wasn't a building miles and miles away. This is a building on my doorstep and it was a building that um, is it, just incredible. So I've been, yeah. it, it's been a secret for so long. <laughs> You're hesitating to, to say it even now, aren't you? Even though it's yeah, all started. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Paul, get it out there. Yeah, you can let it, it all out. go. <laughs> I, for the last 18 months, I have pretty much been living in um, the old Grosvenor Casino on the back of the Queen's Hotel. Oh. Oh, that's a perfect space because that it, was a nightclub as well. Incredible experience. So the ground floor was um, the casino as we know it, which yep. I didn't show about five, ten years ago. Um, but when they opened up the casino, they blocked off. They literally boarded up and plastered over the staircase that leads to the two floors above it. Yeah. And up in the two floors was um, it was called it was Kimball's. Now yeah, I wasn't yeah, around yeah. at the time for Kimball's. Um, but there is the most amazing ballroom up there that has, I mean, they blocked it off, I don't know, 40 years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's just been left. Now, the kids have got in and they'd smashed it all up and yeah. they, they'd cause a hell of a mess. But um, but Farad, who owns the Queen's Hotel, was, was really, really up. He was like, here's the keys. Go in, have a look around. If it suits what you want to do, then let's make it happen. So he was absolutely kind of brilliant and key to making this happen. And I, like I said, I walked in there and and almost every day for a month, mm. I discovered new staircases, new rooms, changing rooms, offices, flats. That must have been brilliant. I'd love to do that. It I'd was love 
<laughs> petrifying. It was jet yeah. black because all the windows had been boarded up. Mm. And I had a tiny little torch and I had no idea what I was going. <laughs> and it was occupied with um, 300 pigeons. So every time I turned a corner, a new pigeon would fly <laughs> at me. And honestly, it was the scariest, scariest thing. But yeah. the building just lent itself to some sort of story, some sort of narrative. Um, and I've got a whole bunch of um, styles that I work on. You know, you walk around and see my little everyman hug man and, you know, that cheers everybody up and sometimes it's a little bit sad. And you've seen the cans that are lying around. In fact, John, you were one of the very, very early collectors of a can, yes, weren't you? Was. Yeah, I mean, that was... Um... That was uh, in, oh, when was that? 2000? And it was probably 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went in, you were doing an exhibition um, in the um, uh, South Sea. Uh, and I've forgotten the name now. You do an exhibition in there. And I went in and saw them and I thought, that, you know, they're, they're brilliant and bought ah. them and got, got to meet you back in those back in those days. And, it, and it's so great to watch the evolution. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I've got the cans, I've got the everyman, I've got the eyes, which obviously have sort of dotted around the city and, you know, wherever I can possibly go. And But I've also got, and I never really put a lot of emphasis on them, I never really kind of pushed them to the front, my quiet little voices. Now, yeah. they're these kind of a slightly outer-worldly, slightly melancholic little, you know, they're always sort of, sort of um, sketchbook sketches, really, kind of loose, very naive. Um, they, they had the art, they've got the eyes in them and they've got the kind of the feel of the everyman, I suppose, but they, they were their own little entity. And when I walked into this ballroom, uh, I saw, I realized that this ballroom belongs to the quiet little voices. They, they <laughs> live in this space. They have taken over and turned it into their community. Yeah. And as soon as I walked in, I, I knew this was their playground. This was their place. This is where they lived. And, and so I was like, well, okay. Am I going to paint these quiet little voices all around the room, you know, yeah. so that everybody can come in and see them? And there's not a lot of wall space because of the way that the building is structured. Yeah. So uh, lockdown started and then there were loads of memes at the beginning of lockdown. And they always said, like, you've, you've always wanted to learn Italian or wanted to learn to play the guitar. You've got no excuses. Right. <laughs> We're in lockdown. There's nothing else you can do. Now you need to crack on and do it. And I thought, well, I don't. You know, I don't want to learn to play the guitar and I'm definitely not going to learn Italian because I'm rubbish at languages. What what can I do that will push myself on career wise that would surprise everybody, do something completely different? Mm. And that was to turn these little tiny naive sketches into huge sculptures. So, yeah. So so as you walk into the ballroom um, of Kimball's of the of the casino you literally step into their world as a street artist I like to paint pictures that that work with the environment so and the, inhabit that environment isn't it? And, yeah exactly and mm. and so for me as a control freak to be able to create the environment that the artwork sits in and create the art itself means I've got absolute control I've got full control over everything I can make you see the the back the front the top mm. I can you feel small because you're looking up at something I can make you feel huge because you're then, you know, you're looking down at tiny details and I can tell a million stories. These quiet little voices are just like us. They, that, you know, they, they fall in love and they have families and they joke around and they, you know, they huddle in spaces and they're creative. So for me, this show is about um, twisting the narrative of what you think my dog size is. So you think yeah. it's me, but actually when you walk into the show, you realize that I'm just a puppet for them. They're the, mm. 
they are my dog's eyes. So you'll see the can painter. You'll see the guy that's busy painting with every man. You'll see all those elements of me as a creative within that space. And I can kind of write myself out. Yeah. And and it's it's almost like the picture frame making the picture. So where, where you're putting this art is actually being, if not controlled by, but certainly influenced by the, the frame around it and where it is, which, it, which is amazing. Yeah, the border between my art and the building is blue. Mm. And I think, yeah. and I really like that. I, I, I've always been a fan of peeling paint, of rust, of urban yeah. decay. And I try to include that into my work. You know, I've rusted canvases and painted on those before. I've used, you know, all, all those bits and pieces and actually to, to blur those lines between the space and the sculpture has been just the most exciting the most exciting yeah. thing. Now, it was supposed to be a five-month project. We were supposed to open last October. Um, we'd got funding in place from the Arts Council. And then, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Did it get pulled? Say that can't. word. <laughs> yeah, I know. We can't avoid it, can we? Um, and so um, I, I got into a position where I had no funding. I had no opportunity to open a building up to the public. And, it, you know, was it going to happen? Could I make it happen? Now, I've got just the most fantastic loyal fan base and you know i'm sure there are a lot yeah. of people who listen to this that were absolutely incredible and i released a crowdfunder um i bravely didn't tell anybody what the crowdfunder was <laughs> i just asked them to trust me and uh, and everyone was absolutely brilliant and so that helped you know put some money in the coffers to help pay for um for this exhibition to happen and i so, donated tins as well so there you ah, go. yeah so, yeah so I think a lot of people have done that, haven't they? <laughs> yes. I think I had about 90 black sacks worth of tin cans. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So what, what can people expect from the exhibition? So you've talked a little bit about the space and you've talked a little bit about what they might expect, but, you know, is it on, um, you know, is the exhibition going as you walk in straight away? Is it on so many different floors or... What can they expect? What what can they expect when they arrive there? So when I walk in, like I told you, I you know I wandered in with a torch and a set of keys and had no idea where I was going, and I was really exploring, and that was really exciting for me. You know that that urban exploration thing, uh, and I want to give the public that same experience that I had. So the hole in the wall that I had to climb through to find the ballroom is still there, uh, and there's a staircase. And so the idea is we we start up on the top floor. Um, and then we work our way down through the building to discover lots of different things that are there. Now, I've given you the massive reveal on where it is and what's going on. And I don't want to give too much away because I think it's yeah. exciting to to stumble across things. But, yeah, it, it, um, you make your way up, not really sure what's going on, what you're going to explore, what you're going to experience. And then you turn a corner and there's one key point that you turn a corner. And I'm hoping to stand on that corner to watch some expressions. Nice. And then when you turn in and you look into that room, suddenly it's that, that, that transportation. It's like, hang on a minute. We're not in a place I know. We're not in South Sea. Yeah. We're not in, you know, the, the place that I'm used to. We're in Paul's head for want of a better <laughs> explanation. It, you know, I, I, I've spent 18 months in there and I've developed everything to the nth degree. I've written a new language. So you'll see a written language, which you have yeah, to see. Code. 
I've created an audio language. So I've been really, we're so lucky. We've got the university on our doorstep, right? So um, I approached the university and the guys at the university have been fantastic. So they, the sound department of the university have helped me actually create voices for my quiet little voices. So I've been in the sound booth and recording all these scripts, which are twisted and turned and, 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 and morphed. So as you walk in, although you won't be able to understand what they're saying, you'll get a feel for each of these creatures and how they talk. Um, and it was about, you know, like I said, it was like developing new skills and trying to give you an experience that is completely step, you should completely step into. So, but, but, but more importantly, Paul, what about the 300 pigeons? Pigeons <laughs> <laughs> were sadly evicted from the part of the building. Oh. I am using. There are still parts of the building. Um, there's a fourth floor which um, we blocked off, and uh, they're very, very cosily um, living in the space up there. Yeah, but um, I did. I did wonder about whether we should. Um, have, you know, like these hawking people that come along with the hawks to fly over and say, oh, yes, I yes. didn't know if there was any like pigeon fanciers that might be able to fly a pigeon across the top of everything. To lure them away so they <laughs> follow the other pigeon. Yeah. Well, no, just just a pigeon in the building so you get the full experience. Oh, I see. Ah, pigeon, yes. Ah. Now, we're not going to do that because one no. thing <laughs> pigeons are very good at doing is making a mess. Um, yes. And spend an awful <laughs> lot of time and an awful lot of money um, clearing up that mess we, with yeah. shovels, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. What I was going um, to ask Paul is, um, is there any paranormal activity that you have found? Or oh, you're not allowed to say. <laughs> you know, I've been in there the whole time. A few people have been in there. And when it's just one or two people in the building, a few people get spooked. I've been in there so long now for mm. 10 hours a day for 18 months that I just run around and don't think about it. But when I came in, there, there have been lots of break-ins and there have been people in there and smashing things up and making a mess. Yeah. And one thing I found was a pentagram in masking tape on the floor. Oh, really? <laughs> and lots oh. and lots of um, little tea lights in there. So maybe there was, Lou. I haven't discovered any. A seance you know, tapping or me on, going on. on the shoulder yeah. or anything like that. Um, I say that, Paul, because, you know, I've got a resident ghost that lives here in my house. Mm. So well, I've never lived with a ghost before. So <laughs> I was just checking because it's... Maybe it's, you could rent a ghost. <laughs> You're showing your age now, John. Yeah. <laughs> Make some money. Yes, I, yeah, I'm very, very old. So, so Paul, what... And I'd also like to know, actually, would be quite interesting for me. So you've got to where you are now. So you've decided, you know, you're going to use this installation and do it. What did you discard on the way? There must have been things that you thought about and actually thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And I've got to hear. What did oh, you discard? Oh, oh, gosh, you don't. I, I can't reveal things like that. I don't know. Okay, um, you, you might use them another time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it changed massively just yeah. as we were trying to navigate COVID. So at one point, we were never going to open it up to the public. I was still going to create the installation, but we were going to keep it as a ghost exhibition and then just make a film. So we would release the film and nobody would get to experience it. So it is definitely changed and peaked and it was only going to be a five month show. So I was only going to produce so much work for it. Um, and it was going to be much smaller scale as COVID went on. And, and I had no opportunities to travel, no opportunities to sort of paint at other festivals around the world. Like I would normally do. I, what else could I do? Uh, so I just dive straight in. And so it, you know, it's, it's everything that I would have done for a gallery, for the street, in my studio, all in one place now i'm quite a quick worker as you've seen from the you know the things that i leave around yeah, south yeah. And, and the places that i travel um and so you know everything is back 
and starting to get hung in the space now and you know the installation is starting to come together and you know i sit back and go well actually i've been quite busy this last day <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit of work in there so there you know there there we've got the installation there is more of a traditional gallery space as well so you'll get the opportunity to see those sort of canvases that you would be used to seeing if you went to a my dog and show so as well and there is a gift shop yeah yeah you don't have to exit through it but i would okay. like it'd be great if you did come and join it and help to um cover the costs of, of, of putting the show on because yeah without the arts council um you know the crowdfunder was great but was um you know less than a, an eighth of the cost of the of the project and um uh, yeah the, the, so where the, would you go then to get a ticket then if people are sat there watching it oh that sounds fantastic but you know i've no idea where to go and go and get this sorted where do you go for that uh nice and easy so i'm my dog size if you just go to my website which is mydogsize.co.uk there's a nice little table that shows you which tickets are sold out which tickets yeah. are selling out which tickets are available um because the ticket site's not the easiest place to navigate so we've we've put that up there for you so yeah i should find that actually yeah you're right yeah. so that's that's excellent that's good yeah even though yeah. i've got and, my and, tickets and now the link well, to ticket site is... um, paul what i was going to ask you was um Oh, I can't think of it now because I just. Um, I think it was about um, how long the exhibition is on for. That was it. How long is the exhibition actually on for? Right, yeah, it's a crazy one. So I've been working in there for eighteen months. Mm. The exhibition is open for sixteen days. Oh, that's <laughs> that's intense, isn't it? Can you? Ah, oh, that's. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. There's a there's a big buzz about it around Mm. town. You know, everybody's talking about it. So um, it'll be really nice. Do you think that you might be able to extend it or not? My my wife, having not seen me for some <laughs> yeah. time, has booked, <laughs> booked us a holiday for about three days after we close, purely so that we don't extend the show, so yeah. that she can see. Me. I uh, don't think you should either, to be honest, Paul. Because if it was to drag on too long, and if it was to be, I, I think you'd lose that. You'd lose that feeling of of what it is. So yeah, yeah I want it to be. I mean, just like street art is ephemeral, I want mm. it to. Be I want it to be there for a period of time for people to enjoy. And, you know, in 16 days, we've got 10 sessions a day. We can get 8,000 people through the door. Yeah, yeah. Days. So, you know, yeah. we, there are there is a lot of place, spaces for people to come. So don't, you know, the first few days are sold out. Don't look at the ticket thing and think, oh, no, I'm never going to get space. This isn't one of those My Dog print releases that sells out in seconds. This is me wanting to try and get as many people as I can through to experience it. Because I don't want to put all this work in for half a dozen people no, to no, no, scratch no, their no, chins. No, no. And and I like the fact you've opened it up to artists to go along as well. That's um, oh, yeah. a fantastic idea. We're doing some artist tours so that artists, could, you know, I learn so much more when I'm chatting to an artist and finding out about their work. Mm. We've also put a thousand free tickets aside for people within the community. So people that don't normally get to galleries or yeah. financial yeah. reasons don't have the opportunity to get along to do these things that live in the city that would really like to go. So if there are any communities, it's a kind of shout out, if there are any community groups out there um, or any organisations that think that they've got some people that wouldn't normally go and visit an exhibition or, mm. you know, it's not on their radar and that they would like to come along, then please give me a shout. And then um, I'd, I'd love to offer some of those tickets to get people in. You know, I, you know, I remember going into a gallery as a as a teenager in it blowing my mind and mm. you know what if i didn't get that chance what if if no one told me that you know you could visit an art show and you could see a painting that will change your life forever and yeah. if we get to the end of the show and two kids walk out of it and go 
oh my god I don't that's know. all you need isn't it that's is all you there, need that, that yeah my job is done and you know that's mm. you know that's that's where i want to be no i think it's fantastic and i think um i'm really 21st of june 21st of july is when i'm up there and i'm i'm gonna i'm really looking forward to it and i will definitely go by the by the gift shop that's for sure Oh, I'd have to add it to my my umbrella I've got and my cans that I've got. No. I've got a shrine. I've got a my dog size shrine. So be careful. I'm not stalking you. Oh. <laughs> I like the fact that you've sort of really because you have been a teacher. Are you still? You're not. Are you still a teacher now, Paul? Or no, are you a full time artist? Now, yeah, full time yeah. for eight years. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I love the fact that you know you want to get you know school children involved and that that part of you you know with all the learning that that you you know you put into all the children that you're giving that back but you know getting school children involved to come to the show um you know little ones I think I think it's amazing uh, thank you yeah I suppose even though I've left teaching I haven't left the love of of inspiring and yeah and- getting kids excited and you know it is always a buzz you know you paint it at a paint festival and you know a little kid will come up with their black book and they want it signed and it's you know it's it's you know it is about inspiring that that, that next yeah. generation of, of of creative people really yeah. oh, absolutely well that's yeah. fantastic well i'm i'm as i said i'm looking forward to it and i think it's a fantastic idea great to finally pin you down and speak to you <laughs> you only live around the corner and how hard is this oh, been, I, know, I know i know yeah <laughs> No, but well done and 18 months and all that and to come to this fruition now where you're going to see the fruits of your labour and you're going to get people in there going, wow. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah, good luck with it all. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And I can't wait to pop along and come and see right. it. Yeah. And people wanting tickets, go to My Dog Size website, get your tickets from there. Um, I'm sure it'll be packed. You can see what's available. And we've got such a... Um, I hesitate to use this word, but vibrant artist community. We've got Mark, who I think is fantastic. Mark Fark, who is, is just brilliant. We've got so many people around here. And um, I will give him a shout out for his um, Corner Collective shop that's just opened as well. It's um, it's, it's brilliant. And, and great to speak to you, Paul. Brilliant. And I'm sure I'll see you around at some point. And well, yeah. I'll definitely see you when I'm at the exhibition. So that, that'll be good. Look after yourself and brilliant. stay brilliant. safe. Lovely to chat to you guys. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.